Hello and welcome to the Fiber Farming Podcast. This is episode two. Uh, my name is Kelly and I have a little baby co-host today and that's Penelope. So if you hear me grunting and her moving about, that's that's Miss Penelope. She's a little bit wired up right at the moment. So we're trying to get her to go to sleep, but uh, it's not working. <laughs> well, I actually had an episode already recorded, all ready to go, ready to send off and get off into you guys, and I don't know what's going on with my new app, it's just not working for me, but uh, we'll see if this one works a little better. Anyways, onward and forward, um, I've been crocheting dishcloths for the event that I went to on Saturday, and that's the Autumn Harvest Festival in Marlington, West Virginia, aka the Roadkill Cook-Off. And uh, it was fun, and I did some good business. I'll be actually at the Huntersville Tradition Days this coming Saturday on October the 4th. So I'll be set up there. It's actually the 3rd and the 4th, but I'll be set up on Saturday. I don't have anybody to watch the baby on Friday, so. <laughs> um, my husband's going to be there with me. The baby's actually going to be there on Saturday, but he's there wa watching the baby with me and my booth while I'm sitting there spinning. My booth's just there just for setup to show what you can do with yarn. Um, I'm mostly there actually to go to show off uh, spinning on a spinning wheel. So it's not really for my booth that day. It's more for showing handicrafts and that young people do like crafts as well. So. <laughs> Anyways, um, I've been doing dishcloths, as I said. They're called the crisscross applesauce dish, uh, dishcloths. And... That's Tunisian crochet. I've also done what's called snake in the grass, or unravelly it's called squaring the spiral. And that's a crochet um, dishcloth. And basically it's a spiral that you start to make into a square at the very end. The crisscross applesauce is cross stitches of Tunisian crochet. It gives a lovely little textured effect. Um, and I've been doing that on uh, peaches and cream. Uh, cotton, the new peaches and cream dishcloth uh, cotton. I've also been working on um, the Lady Suffragette shawl. I'll be working on that a little bit more here now that my business is pretty much winding down. Next week is the last event, the last thing we go to for the whole year. Um, then my Etsy shop will pick up, and that's Seaberries, C E A B E R R Y S dot Etsy dot com. And Seabury's Haberdashery will be winding down for the year, and anything left over will be in sa on sale in my Etsy shop. And then in February, I will be getting more stock, and I will be re-dyeing for the new year. So, <laughs> that, that'll be new stock for next year in February. But until February, basically, I will be just hand-spinning more yarn, and then uh, whatever was left over from my dyeing stuff of this previous year will be in my Etsy shop. There's no discount on it. It is whatever price it is. And my prices will be going up next year. So if you like a colorway, I'd get it in whatever it's in in the shop. And uh, yeah, so that's what I've been doing. Uh, not very much. Around the farm, we've actually been trying to get the cows home. They're pregnant. We're waiting for a cow um, to actually give birth here soon. Uh, should be within the next couple of days. <laughs> she gives birth. And, uh, 
hopefully we will all be here to see that and she will be able to be uh, have a healthy birth and we don't have to worry about her. There's a few cows still up in another pasture and we're trying to bring them home today. That's our task for today is to bring three trips of cows down and hopefully get them all. That's if we get them all pinned. <laughs> and then we can focus on firewood for the next couple of weeks right before winter comes in because our house is only heated with wood heat. Therefore, my stuff is dyed on our wood stove throughout the winter uh, after February or sometime before February if we get an extra boost in money. Uh, then I grab a few skeins and dye them up as I can and use our wood stove for that. Because in February, we're kind of winding down using our wood stove by then. But we also have all the quirks out, and I can get it done, and I know what our stove's acting like, and I can get it to a certain heat that I need to get it to. I actually don't need to get it too hot. I just need it to keep the water warm for about 30 to 40 minutes. And that sets my dye. Oh, she's a heavy girl. <laughs> uh, well, I'll talk about Penelope a little bit. Uh, Penelope's six months old on October 3rd. Uh, that's three days before my birthday. I will be 28 on October 6th. And she is just a little stinker. <laughs> no, no, she isn't. She's a great kid. And uh, she has strawberry blonde hair and some blue eyes. She looks just like her daddy, except for the blue eyes and the feet. I got the feet. He got the rest of her. And, the blue, and I got the blue eyes. And that's it. <laughs> and she's as sweet as can be. She loves everybody. She'll sometimes fuss when you give her to somebody else and she can't see us. She'll sometimes fuss. But besides that, she's doing pretty well. It is one thing about living on a family farm. You do have uh, grandparents right nearby to take care of her. Uh, normally that's how I get some of the housework done. Because she's in that needy, I need to be on you or else I will scream phase <laughs> right now. So we're uh, looking forward to her crawling here soon. Now, going on back to the farms, this is the Fiber Farming Podcast. We're going to be getting sheep, hopefully, next spring. Uh, about five of them. And we'll be shearing our sheep for the next coming fall. So we're getting spring lambs. And we're going to shear them. And then we're going to shear them again uh, in the fall. And they're blue-faced Lester lambs. And then... The other part of the fiber farming is I have some Angora bunnies. I actually had to contact the breeder because uh, one of my Angora bunnies is actually having a problem. Um, she is uh, trying to bite and I needed to uh, contact the seller to see what's going on. As a responsible and certified breeder, you contact them to let them know what's going on and they should be able to help you with the animal if you have any questions like breeding or um, if the animal has a problem like she's starting to bite and things like that. And she suggested to actually breed her. Um, we have a buck so we can breed her. We did plan on breeding them. We actually have two bucks. <laughs> we have an Angora buck but we also have a silver fox buck. So we are deciding who we're going to breed her to just yet. If you actually breed her to a silver fox, you have a 50-50 chance of getting a, um Angora bunny. You, they're going to be mixed. They wouldn't be pure Angoras. But they would be mixed, so you could either have an, a bunny with Angora fur or a bunny with not Angora fur. <laughs> and trust me, when they're babies, you know which one they are. 
uh, not when they're baby babies, but when they're about a, you know, a month or so old, you can pretty much tell when their fur comes in. They get little tufts on their heads, and it's really long fur, and that's, that's a characteristic of an Angora baby bunny, so... We're thinking about that. Uh, actually, yeah, the silver fox bunny is a meat rabbit, and my husband bought that so he can make other meat rabbits. If you catch my drift on that one. Um, but we're all going, oh yeah, you want to uh, breed them with our Angora bunnies and you get little fluff balls, you won't be able to kill them. So, yeah, we're going to probably sell uh, mixed breed <laughs> Angora bunnies. And actually, um, at the fair, at the Autumn Harvest Festival, uh, they did have Angora Bunny mixes. Yeah, he mixed them with a New Zealand base. And he said he mixed them with the Silver Foxes. So we know that uh, that can be done. And he had French Angoras that he mixed. And ours are pedigreed. So it would be interesting to see, actually, the colors that we could get. We have a Fawn French Angora Buck. We have a Lilac uh, Seal Point. Uh, bunny. She's white with uh, lilac tips on her ears, her face, and the tips of her guard hairs. And then we have a chocolate agouti as well. And we'd actually have to breed the chocolate agouti to the silver fox. Uh, we could not breed her to the fawn buck because they ha they share a grandmother, I believe. And so <laughs> it, it would be a problem. <laughs> Uh, you couldn't you couldn't really do that, so but we could take the the babies of the fawn buck and our seal point and we could actually take those and breed them with our chocolate agouti and we could actually get viable babies off of that because they're far enough different, I guess. I have no idea how that works in Bunny World. <laughs> how that works and what happens with that. Anyways, um, yeah, so we're thinking about that because she's being aggressive and the breeder suggested, you know, to breed her, um, that it might be hormones and I'm like, okay, but winter's coming. I don't want little fluffy bunnies to be too cold outside because we have them in a, a, basically a plastic tool shed. It's not small, it's a large large tool shed and uh, I don't want them to be cold but you know they're they're angora bunnies so <laughs> they're very woolly bunnies they should be fine and we also keep a heater there in the winter time um, to keep the chill off I mean it never gets below 32 if we have the heater in there even if it's minus four outside the bunny house it's still a nice toasty 32 in there for them I say toasty, that sounds really cold, but remember, they are wool rabbits, so they are wearing a sweater. And if all else fails, I can knit them some sweaters, and they can get sweaters on them. <laughs> Our uh, fawn buck, his name's Senna Bun, and he is just sheared. I have to shear the cereal point, and she's called Sandy. Then our chocolate agouti is called Audrey, and then our silver fox is called Silver. My husband's so good at naming his animals. He calls them Silver. <sighs> He's black, but his name is Silver. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're doing well on that front. And hopefully we might have little fluffy bunnies <laughs> running around. We do have extra cages. So if we needed to uh, separate them from their mom, 
then we would be able to do that. So, whew, talking really fast today. I hope to get my crafting up a little bit more now in the next coming weeks as I try to winterize our house. <laughs> we live in an old farmhouse that has no insulation in it whatsoever. I'm, I'm being serious. There is no, absolutely no insulation in this house. Uh, not in the ceiling, not in the floor, not in the walls. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we'll just try and winterize the house. We gotta get wood cut. But yeah, <laughs> all that fun stuff, living on a farm. And hopefully I can share more spinning news with you. I've been spinning some uh, yak and silk, as well as some sil um, pure silk moatas that I dyed myself, and some Shetland as well. So if you'd like to find me, you can find me as Photo Kitty on Ravelry. You can find me as Seaberry, C-E-A-B-E-R-R-Y-S, on Twitter. You can search for Seaberry's Haberdashery on Facebook, as well as the podcast blog, which is fiberfarming.blogspot.com. I hope to be with you next week, uh, actually at the end of this week, so it'll be a very short time in between episodes, and I will let you guys know what's going on right before the... Right before the Huntersville Tradition Days, or right afterwards. It'll either be Friday or Saturday that I record. And then I will do an update again probably the next week and tell you what's been going on around the farm. I hope you guys enjoyed. I will see you guys later. Uh, happy crafting. Bye.